Good morning, good morning. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Dane Bramage. Hey, uh, for all three of you listening, um, or four, whoever today, do me a favor. Please share this podcast. Get it out of there on Facebook. Don't be lazy. Don't go, like, just, just come on. Come on, share it. It doesn't take long to just put it out there on Facebook real quick. Just put it in your... Your stupid comments, just like I have stupid comments, we all have stupid comments, right? Put in your comments, make sure you like it. Um, you know, I'm just, we got to get this thing out of here, guys. If you're going to listen, you know, let's try to get this going because it's like, I'm not going to stop, okay? But I only got three people listening to per episode right now, and that's like pathetic. Like, I went from like having 25 to three. And I think a lot of that is my fault because I kind of dropped off there for a while. Um, it's not kind of my fault. It is my fault. Um, it's got nothing to do with you guys. Uh, you guys are great. The three of you that listen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, come on, man. Let's get this damn thing out there. Come on. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to give this podcast from now on some kind of a format. I'm not just going to just, there's going to be several things we're going to talk about. And I'm going to stick to that. So today we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, uh, first thing is uh, commentators that uh, like to scare people into either buying a product or just scare them. Um, and you know, this, this, this type of broadcasting used to work on me. Um, now, I was never into talk radio. I was never into podcasts. I loved music. You know, if we go back to the 90s, 2000s, when I was coming through the world, you know, teens, 20s, I loved music. I was into punk, mostly. My favorite band is Social Distortion. Um, as a matter of fact, I have the uh, the dancing skeleton with the martini glass on my on my uh, inside of my forearm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely, you know, love Social D. It's my favorite band ever. Been to several of their shows. Mike Ness is just just a punk rock legend, man. Still doing it, man. Still doing it. Um, guy's been doing it since the late 70s. You got to give him credit. And this guy was like the real punk OG. Uh, you know, fought for it. Uh, got beat up for it. So, you know, he, uh, he's got his share of battle scars. He's got nothing to prove. And, you know, he's he's a real punk. You know, these guys, the old school punkers, like these were the guys that were getting beat up if they had blue hair or, you know, had piercings and whatnot. I mean, these guys were like second class citizens. And, um, you know, no one today is getting beat up because they have blue hair. People, hell, there's, there's people don't even know what sex they are anymore. There's transgender whatever the hell with nail polish and this and that and the other thing. You know, and, and, and I, I, like that fucking Nas X guy with that disgusting, and we're going to get into that too. We're going to talk about degeneracy and how, how much it's affecting the culture and just really destroying us from within. Um, but yeah, this Nas X guy with that disgusting video he has, of you know, the, the guys in the shower in prison, it's just fucking foul, man. Like there, there, there's no, there is no need for that. You're just, all you're trying to do is piss people off when you do that. It's all it is, is just look at me and try to irritate people. Um, so anyways, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's fucking disgusting, and I hope that guy fails miserably in his career. Oh, you're being a hater, man. Yeah, the fuck I... Yes, I am being a fucking hater. Sorry, I don't need to see fucking wangs fucking twisting around on my damn programming on my TV, especially when I have kids in the room. And don't say, well, you can just turn it. Yeah, well, yeah, when I'm watching a music video, a rap video, I, I'm not expecting dudes in a shower to be dancing. That's not exactly what I thought was going to be popping on the old fucking TV screen when I was you know, watching something or Beavis and Butt, whatever. I, I, I'm not expecting that. So yeah, don't, don't call me a fucking hater, man. Call that other guy, call Nas X a fucking, just a, a, a you know, a, a scandalous fucking, um, agitator is pretty much what he is. So anyways, um, so we're going to talk about that too. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, my feelings on the whole Kanye, Kim Kardashian thing. I saw a documentary this weekend on HBO about the divorce and, you know, whose side I kind of lean on. Um, and we're going to talk about something that happened on Friday, which is the BRICS, uh, which has really been picking up a lot of steam uh, the last six months is the uh, the BRICS alliance. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, we're going to get into our first subject which is, and, and you know, thank God I have this because I forget, is uh, the uh, commentators scaring people. So I'm on this right now because anyways, so I was into music and then um, time goes on. And I, I don't know, around the 2008 election, when Obama got elected, I was a big, you know, Obama supporter uh, for many reasons. I think I've already kind of got into why I supported Obama. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, you know, I, I I was turning on radio stations like you know I want I, I knew a little bit about guys like Sean Hannity and Mark Levin I never really listened to them though and, you know what I was curious about Mark Levin was is that the day Obama I don't want to say is he it was elected or inaugurated yeah he was inaugurated he played the speech from Ronald Reagan for a time for choosing from 1964 when he. Uh, was helping uh, support uh, for Barry Goldwater. And it's a very, very famous speech. And I listened to it, man, and there were so many things this guy was talking about back in 1964 that was just as relevant as it as it was, you know, today or in 2008, you know. Um, I mean, it was just as important, just as, you know, all these subjects that he was bringing up, it was like, it was so weird because it's like, okay, I guess... And I never really kind of knew a lot about this stuff. I just thought to myself, like, I guess, you know, these things have been going on for a long time. I guess these problems aren't anything new, you know. Um, excuse the background noise. It's me just kind of fumbling for, from, from some ugh, through some bags. Um, but, yeah, so I thought it was quite interesting to listen to that and just hear that and be like, wow, you know. And, and the way that Reagan spoke, I just, I guess because I... I I, at that time in my life, you know, I didn't really know a lot about politicians. I just kind of went off of what they said and how they said it. And the way he spoke kind of spoke to me. It was like a grandfather, you know, talking. It was like a man that had authority and knew what he was saying. Um, and it just, it, it just, the magic of it all. It was wonderful. So anyways, then I kind of started listening to Mark Levin. You know, on my, on my drive home and stuff like that. And I, you know, I was working, I was cleaning pools at the time. So, like, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be driving home and I'd be listening to Mark Levin. I'm like, eh, just listening to him. And uh, I don't know, man, I was very interested. And I just kept on listening and listening and listening. And then I was watching Fox News one day. I got home. I got home kind of early. 
and uh, I was watching Fox News because I was kind of just starting to get into this stuff. And um, yeah, sure enough, there was uh, Glenn Beck. And I don't know, like he, I love history, obviously. I love history. And he was talking about a bunch of history that I had no idea. I, this was stuff I had never heard of, um, our political history, what our founders actually stood for, um, just so many things. And so I really got into Glenn Beck. Like I listened to Glenn Beck every freaking morning. Again, I was driving. So a lot of my political thoughts were being made up by the things I was listening to on, on the radio. Now, if there had been nothing but left-wing commentators, now Air America had just failed not to, uh, not too long before that where, you know, all the, the uh, the left-wing radio DJs, which no one listens to, by the way. I, when they put these things on MSNBC and people doing radio shows, it's like, no one listens to this shit. No one cares for this shit. Maybe in New York and the Northeast, and that's about it. Like, that's really where that ends, is, is maybe in Oregon, California. Uh, but that that's kind of where it stops right there, are the people that listen to left-wing radio. Um, because they, they got nothing new. All they say is, it says all left-wing shit is like, what can I complain about today? What's wrong? What what was fine yesterday, but now is not okay today, because of the the really fucked up way of looking at the world that everything needs to be fixed and everything needs to be changed and everything from before me is wrong. You know, I mean, yeah. Some, anyways. Um. So yeah, uh, I really got into Glenn Beck, and the thing about Glenn Beck was, and he didn't really do it too much back then, but. He would talk about how oh, things are going to get bad. You know, make sure you you get some gold and uh, make sure you you have food and this and that in case you know the economy fails. Because he was referring to like times that we've had in this nation of of crisis, like the Great Depression, where our great grandparents would be you know growing food, uh, growing gardens. Victor, sometimes they call them victory gardens. Um, you know, but they would be growing gardens in their backyard so they could have food in case they ran out of food that they couldn't buy. They would keep, uh, they would can things. So like, you know, if they were eating a meal, they would take the leftovers and can it. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was just a different time. And he's kind of, you know, alluding to, Hey, we need to do this again. Okay. Get some gold because gold was skyrocketing back then. So, you know, okay. So it was effective. Um, you know, he, he, part of the tea party thing everybody's kind of scared of what obama was going to do and you know i i truly believe myself that he was going to be a socialist dictator i really thought like we were going to have a marxist government um and you know he was really pumping this you know we got to be vigilant we got to be vigilant you know we don't know what this guy's going to do da, da, da. and you know it wasn't unfounded because you could just go off what the this guy had been saying you know change the way we think change our history how can we change our history you can't change your history. Your history is what it is. You can't change it. Um, so yeah, I just uh, it, it 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 freaked me out a little bit. Plus, you know, Jeremiah Wright, all these things, all these things that were the background of Obama. Okay, and Beck used to come on every day, and you know, it was but it was about elections, and it was it was it was really kind of geared more to positivity about like, hey, you know, this is what they've done, but we're going to start our movement and it's going to be based in the Bible and the founders and our traditions. And, you know, we're really going to try to rise up and change the culture of America. Um, and he was very positive, very, you know, Christian based. 
Um, now I do know he's Mormon. Whatever, who cares? You know, there's uh, whatever. I, I'm I'm kind of over that whole. Oh God, Mormons are this. Who cares? Um, people can believe what they want to believe as long as they're not worshiping Satan or freaking whatever. I don't care. So, um, anyways, so yeah, Glenn Beck was like that. That was a tone for about ten years. And then all of a sudden, man, I can't turn on Glenn Beck anymore. This is one of the reasons I stopped listening to him. I can't turn on Glenn Beck anymore without him saying that some catastrophic event is right around the corner. And the, his words of that is like, oh, you know, we got to, I'm telling you guys right now, make sure your family is safe because things are about to get bad. Every time you get, he gets on the radio, it's things are about to get bad. Things are about to get really bad. It's going to be really bad, really bad, really bad. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I mean, all signs would probably indicate that, right? But I don't agree with scaring the shit out of people, right? Because the thing is, I can't run out and buy an ounce of gold. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have two grand sitting around waiting. I can't go out and buy food insurance, okay? I can't go out and buy MREs. I can't afford that stuff, okay? Now, does that make me irresponsible? Maybe. Don't know. I'm trying to get through this world this economy the best I can. And yeah, rising food prices are ridiculous. I think what he's expecting is like a Weimar. And, and you know, this was Beck's thing back in the day. It was really talking about the Weimar Republic in Germany in the 20s. And that's what led to Hitler. And that was this thing for a long time. And, you know, I'll give credit to Beck. When Trump was running, man, he was very anti-Trump because the stuff that Trump was doing, it reminded him a lot of Hitler. Uh, not so much what Trump was, but his followers. He reminded him of like the brown shirts and stuff like that. And, and you could you could argue some of those militias, um, some of those people, you know, had had a lot of tinge of, of fascism to them. You know, they they were very race ba uh, race kind of based. You know, so yeah, it's uh, I can understand where he was coming from. But you know, when Trump became president, Beck turned his you know changed his tone. Um, he doesn't really talk about problems of the right anymore he doesn't really get into like you know fascism it, it, it's all about the left and what the left does and i i think as a movement you're supposed to be more self-reflective than anything else and i think that you have to to really in order to keep those on your side honest really hold their feet to the fire and if they start acting fascistic and if they start getting away from the designs of this country and our founding and all that. And they, you know, they're, they're, they're more into nationalism and ethno states and so then you really got to get away from that stuff. Um, and Beck turned his back on, on, on people that were anti-nationalist. I'm not a nationalist. I'm not, um, I'm a patriot. I'm not a nationalist. Okay. I don't believe in America Uber Alice. I don't believe in that. Um, you know, I don't believe in America above all. I believe in America is great. And I believe that, you know, we have to make America awesome. I don't like to say make America great again because, you know, it's funny because Trump actually stole that from Ronald Reagan. But anyways, um, you know, yeah, I, I believe that it's going to take a movement from within us to become more patriotic, not nationalistic, not say the hell with every other country. We're not going to be part of any alliance. And honestly, the, the anyways, so... Um, so yeah, that that's that's my whole feeling on Trump and and where we went with the, or you know the, the whole the whole thing with Beck and scaring people and 
freaking everybody out. And, you know, oh, you better, we got to go out and buy gold and get food and buy gold and get food. And, you know, again, if I could, I would maybe, but I don't know. You know, it's, it is what it is. So, uh, so anyways, Beck, Beck scaring the crap out of everybody. I just kind of find that irresponsible and, uh, I'm just not a fan of him. Uh, that much anymore. I can't really listen to him anymore. Like I said, I used to really be used to buy all of his books. Um, I did like how he was a few years ago talking about the dangers of radical Islam. That he thought that was like you know, definitely uh, one of the uh, scariest things uh, out there at the time. Uh, and I'm full of agreement with that. I think radical Islam is incredibly dangerous. Uh, you know that that is a, that is a, that is a religion that I believe preaches hate. Um, hatred of the Jews, hatred of the Christian, uh, you know, and once pretty much like the Twelvers in Iran, they want the destruction of the earth. Um, and all the sanctions in the world are not going to change that, you know. Um, obviously, the, Iran has found an end around, around these sanctions, and I don't think they've really worked for anybody. Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, that's what I feel about that, is that I, I'm not a big fan of people that scare people, these commentators that get on there and tell us all that the world's going to end. How about this? If the world's going to end, or things are going to get bad, well then tell us the solution. Why don't you work on being positive? <clears throat> Why don't you work on, you know, changing it for the better? Or, you know, if, if, if we're all going, why don't you try to help people get out of this situation instead of just saying, it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I, another commentator of mine that I like, Devin Stack from Black Pill, I, you know, I listen to a lot of his stuff. I'm not, now my views are not the same as his. I'm not a, you know, I guess you could say he's an anti-Semite and, you know, he's kind of a racist, but um, some of his other stuff, I just, I just find his stuff entertaining. Um... But, you know, the thing is, is that I, I just, I, he scares everyone, you know, and yesterday he was talking about on one of the streams I was listening to, he's talking about how, you know, we shouldn't worry about, you know, trying to fix things. You just worry about you and your family and, um, you know, that go as far as that and make sure you have guns and food. And I don't know. I think like when you do that, you're just giving up. You're just saying it's going to get bad. Let it get bad. Let it get as bad as it can. And when the revolution comes afterwards, we'll fix it. Um, and, and that's just not, you know, we can't just all be in our team and say only if our team wins, we're going to, we're going to try to help. Like, no, it's like our team is America. We only have one team. We only have one country. You know, it's like Ronald Reagan says, if we lose freedom here, there is nowhere else to go. There really isn't guys. There is no, you know, uh, final frontier out there to go to. There is nowhere else. There is no other stops to go to. There is nowhere to go to, to, to flee, to find freedom. This is it. We're here. This is it. We're we're here. So either we're going to start participating in this democracy and we're going to start getting out there. We're going we're gonna to try to help people, you know, and try to be good people. We're just going to just sit here and just get our guns together and wait for the revolution, right? And I'm telling you right now, if we have a revolution, guys, it's not going to turn out good, okay? If there was a civil war, all of you civil war hawkers, Tim Pool. Um, you know, if, if a civil war comes, comes through, it's not going to be good. It's not like we're going to have a civil war and all of a sudden our founding fathers, uh, you know, prop up again and, and, and come back and, 
and fix everything. It's not going to happen, man. Like, usually when you have a civil war in a democracy, things become either fascistic or communist. One of the two. But it does become totalitarian because we feel that government ultimately feels threatened and that it's going to happen again. Um, the only reason that it didn't really happen the, the, you know, in the other civil war that we had in America is because it was a regional civil war. It was the South trying to break off from the North. Um, and the South had, had was more uh, was less occupied with individual freedom than, than the North was. Uh, you know, the, the South was the oppressive uh, section of the country. So, yeah, I mean, what, th those fighting for the existing country were actually fighting for freedom. So it kind of worked out. So anyways, um, yeah, so America. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, it, uh, I just, I don't, I don't agree with this whole thing about scaring the shit out of everybody and like, let's just have the civil war and be done with it. You know, we got to really work towards a better tomorrow. I mean, come on, man. We have kids. Do, do we really want our kids fighting in the streets? Is that, is that what, cause that's what you're saying. If you have kids and you're just saying we need a civil war or this and that, then, then you're just saying that your kids are good, need to be the soldiers, you know, in this war. And, um, I just. I just don't agree with that. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Had a little hawker there. Um, but yeah, it, it, that, that shit's stupid. But anyways, um, let's skip, let's get to the next thing here. So next thing on the agenda is, uh, let's talk a little bit about, okay. <laughs> so this is, this is pop culture here. So we got the Kim, Kardashian and Kanye West divorce. Okay, now this has been in the in the ether there for a while, so it's nothing new. It's not like it's like breaking news or anything like that. But the thing about the Kim Kardashian Kanye thing is a lot of people have come out and really, you know, been on Kim's side and think that Kanye's stalking her or he's, you know, mental he's got mental illness and he did this and he's done that and he controls her. And I look at it completely different. Number one. Anyone that's ever gotten involved with that family from the outside has gone absolutely fucking mental, okay? Um, they took Lamar Odom, who, you know, he had his issues, but, you know, he was a good basketball player, and they literally just turned him into a fucking crackhead. Because, to me, Chris Jenner is running a cult, okay? And you're either inside the cult or you're outside the cult. And if you say anything against the cult then you are definitely on the outside. You are the enemy, um, and she is going to stop at nothing until you uh, are going to agree with her or you're outside the cult. And in order to agree with her, you have to be, you know, into Hollywood. You have to do that whole Hollywood thing. You have to be of the ruling class. You know, it just, it, it's, you got to be all into the glitz and glamour, into being in the spotlight. Um, I mean, Literally, this guy, she, she drove Captain America into a dress. I mean, Bruce Jenner was Captain America, dude. This guy was like all, Mr. All-America and then, you know, becomes a transgender dude. You know, uh, it, it, it's 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 crazy, but it's true, you know. Um, so, yeah, Chris uh, Jenner drives freaking, you know, Bruce Jenner into a dress. 
And no, it's not Caitlyn, it's Bruce. Sorry, you were born Bruce, so... And I don't believe in dead naming anyone. That's fucking stupid. Dead naming. Are you dead? Oh, yes, I am. I'm reborn. No, you're still you. You're just fucking crazy, but you're still you. Um, last time I checked, yeah, you're still fucking you. There's nothing There's nothing new going on here. Um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, she, she likes to drive people. So anyways, Kanye is Kanye, right? Um... Of course, I I liked Kanye's music, you know, of course, just like everyone else from like 2005 to 2010. And, you know, some of the shit he said, like when he went on and said, you know, Bush doesn't care about black people, which at the time I was a Democrat. So I'm like, well, Katrina looked a little bad. So I kind of, like, you know, when he got on there with that on that fundraiser that um, with Mike Myers and started just splat, spouting out this stuff about Bush. It's like, OK, well, that's a little crazy, but whatever. Um and then the next thing is you get on Taylor Swift is receiving an award for her, you know, uh, best video. And uh, Kanye gets on there. I watch that live. It's like, he's like, you know, uh, Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time, all time. You know, and like, it was just laying into this poor girl on there. And at the time, Taylor Swift was just like a young lady, you know, just a young woman, innocent young woman. And, you know, he's pretty much, you know, accusing her of winning the, the award on the... On the back of racism, which is absolutely retarded. Um, yeah, because the MTV Music Awards is racist. <laughs> you know, the one thing that forever in a day has been, you know, immersed in black culture is all of a sudden out of nowhere racist. Right. Um, you know, in his opinion, maybe Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time, but I had never seen it before that. So I didn't really know anything about that, you know. Um, one thing I knew about Beyonce really is that she was with Jay-Z and she was hot as shit. Um, so, now that I say that, um, yeah. So, Kanye gets with Kim Kardashian. Now, at the time, Kim Kardashian's kind of coming out of the whole, uh, what was that fucking guy that she... She just got into that, like... She was with Reggie Bush, and then that broke apart. And then she got with that basketball player that they say he actually had a fake relationship with her, and I don't remember his name. He actually played on the Celtics for like a hot second, and I, I can't remember his fucking name for the life of me. I don't remember. He was a he was kind of like a white black dude, like a mixed dude. I don't I can't remember his fucking name. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, she was with him and broke up with him, and all of a sudden here comes Easy in. Uh, Kanye comes in. They start dating. They get in a relationship. And, um... They get into a relationship. And... You know, he's really not on camera that much. But when he is, it makes it... They make him look like he's controlling Kim. That, you know, he's telling her what to wear. Now... At the time, Kim Kardashian, at the time, she was reality TV famous, but she wasn't like, you know, world renowned per se. She wasn't like in the main, she was a little bit in the mainstream culture, but Kanye brought her into the world of fashion and having her own brand and stuff like that and brand recognition because Kanye was a, a clothing designer and this guy knew his stuff, man. When it comes to fashion, Kanye's always, always been fashion forward, um, and, you know, Kanye, he 
it becomes a little, his political views become a little bit more skewed. Then he loses his mom. Okay. And for Kanye, he was very much a mama's boy. Um, loved his mother fiercely. And he lost his mom. And that really, he already had, you know, some bipolar issues. And that really just drove him down. He started spiraling down. And instead of being, and we only see what we see, but I don't see the Kardashians as being women that support their men. Um, it just, if you watch everything about it, yeah, they'll, they'll be with you, but they're not with you. Like you handle your own thing. You do your own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, and if you're having problems, well, you better fix it, you know, and especially if you're going to be on camera, you better fix it because we're going to be on camera together and I need you to look as good as you can in front of the millions of Americans. Um, Kanye wasn't getting that. Kanye wasn't getting a support group. Whoever he had around him was not protecting him. Um, they weren't making sure that he was getting his, you know, mental situations looked at. Um, God damn, it's hot. You know, I'm going to turn on the fucking air. Hold on, guys. Hold on just a second. Sorry. If it makes, if the noise is bothering anybody. I'm sorry about that. I'm sweating my butt off right now. It's freaking... You know, the good thing about Las Vegas is right now, the summer is almost over. Thank God. Um, and I can't find my keys. Well, that's fucking great. Oh, come on, damn it. I just worked out on the ab roller. There they are. There they are. Got the keys. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, that's better. Okay. Oh, now that's good stuff there. Oh, oh man. So I'm in my wife's car because my truck, um, my truck, the... AC's starting to go out, which all I got to do is get the, the recharge kit, which is not that big of a deal. Um, but it's 50 bucks. <laughs> I can't afford 50 bucks right now. So, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of have to use my wife's car as much as I can. So, um, oh, it feels so much better. My, oh, I'll tell you right now. Of all the inventions of the last hundred years, I think AC is definitely the number one invention. I People could say television or radio or this and that. No, no, I'll, I'll give up all that shit for air conditioning in a minute. I, I, I'll have everything be quiet but have the air conditioning running any day of the week. Um, yeah, you can have your TV and your radio and all that shit playing when and it's 110 degrees inside your house. I'm, I'm good. I'd be too irritated to watch fucking TV, so... Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Thank thank God for air conditioning, especially in this hellhole in Las Vegas. Like that's that's the only that is the only reason the city is here is because we have air conditioning. So if that if air conditioning did not exist, Las Vegas would not exist. That's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. So, um Kanye. Fucking Kanye. So loses his mom. Uh time goes on and the and you could just see like the guy's having some mental health issues and then Kanye becomes pretty political. Kanye actually becomes right wing, starts supporting President Trump. Um, and he's the only rapper out there that is supporting Trump at the time. Um, uh, I think a lot of people now, a lot of black folks are actually starting to support Trump now because they see that, you know, casting your lot in with Biden 
was a fucking horrible mistake. Black people's plight in this country has gotten way worse under Biden. Um, it's like they went back four years. Hell, four years, shit. At least things were a little bit... Uh, you know, I will say this for Obama. At least Obama didn't crash the ship completely. Um, Obama kept in place all the alliances that we had, the post-World War II alliances. What he did was like he was... He was the, I guess you could say, the globalist agendas uh, hype man. Like the, he, but he was really the last hype man of the globalist agenda that was going to work for them. He was young, charismatic, um, and he tried to keep the World War II alliance together, um, the global alliance together, the global economic system together. Um, and you know, was it better or worse? I don't know. I mean, back then, shit, milk was still two bucks, so it couldn't been that bad. Um, you know, his environmental policies really fucked us up. But, you know, Trump tried to uh, fix those things with the Keystone XL pipeline and gas was cheaper. I did have, you know, and this fuck the goddamn environmentalist, man. I, I if that if there's one lobby that needs to go away. It's that especially in times of crisis right now. We could have much cheaper gases. But thank you, environmentalists. Thank you for the four dollar and fifty cent. Oh, man, I'm going to, you know what, when I get into the brick stuff, boy, I got some shit to say about environmentalists because, they, oh, my God, they're literally at the head of the boat right now as it's sinking. Go, oh, well, you know, it's just sinking. And when it sinks, that's actually a good thing because, you know, uh, when we get underwater, we can, we can live under the sea with the little mermaid. I mean, like, they, I mean, seriously, man, that like they're they're. They're fucking shit up pretty bad right now. And I, I can't understand for the life of me when you have Americans suffering under this oppressive shit that it's okay as long as we're fucking healing the planet, which we're not, by the way. Anyways, I'll get into that in the last subject. But so Kanye makes his right turn. You know, he's supporting President Bush or President Bush, President Trump. Which, you know, turning a lot of people off, especially in that in the Hollywood community. Like, they're not really big on, you know, the whole right-wing thing. So, yeah, uh, Kanye looks a little bad about that. Okay, whatever, who cares? You know, that's his, that's his business. That's his right to, as an American, to have his opinion about, on things. Hold on, guys, give me one second. I'm trying to place this thing so it doesn't fall. Anyways, okay. So, um, yeah, so Kanye... Uh, you know, um, and Kim start having a rift. Uh, and some things come out, out into the media. And, the, you know, uh, Kanye's doing all these weird-ass tweets. Kim's getting kind of tired of it. Kim's getting told from her people to kind of cut Kanye loose. Um, he's just becoming too bombastic. He's, he's fucking up her shit, right? Her shit is to, to seem glitzy and glamorous and, and wonderful to everyone and be, you know, a, a role model for strong women, strong women, da 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 da, da you know, pro women, pro women. Um, and Kanye's a strong black man. And that's whatever. I, I have a lot of admiration for that type of, uh, that type of movement, the whole, you know, strong black man that take care of his family, take care of his wife, you know, um, and he, uh, he's on camera, you know, they they have the scene on keeping up with the fuck face Kardashians and, uh, where, you know, Kanye, she, she's wearing something. Kanye's like, I don't want you wearing that. You know, you're my wife. I want you to look respectable and not look 
like a hoe, you know, and she just pretty much gaffed at that. And like, you know, you're telling me what to do. You know, you guys can watch it for yourself. I'm ad-libbing the shit out of it. Um, <coughs> um, not ad-libbing, what's it called? Um, uh, whatever, when you false quote things, I don't fucking know. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so that happens. And then uh, Kanye walks off the, the, the show, blah, 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 makes a big old stink. And then from that point on... There's rumors that they're going to get a divorce. Anyways, so they're kind of having some issues. I think there was like a separation at the time. They both go out to New York. Kim Kardashian is going to be on Saturday Night Live. Now, Kanye thinks at the time that they're kind of working things out. Well, Kim Kardashian gets on Saturday Night Live and tells the world that, uh, you know, Kanye's great, blah, blah, blah. I love him. Uh, He's this, he's that. Um, But, you know, it didn't work out because of his personality. Okay, so Kanye hears that and he walks off, walks out of there because he's like, what what the hell is that? You know, now was Kim Kardashian being serious or she being funny? It doesn't matter. That's not really something you joke about is breaking up with somebody, especially on something like Saturday Night Live. Um, And Kanye's, you know, he just couldn't understand that. Also, you have, you know, Kanye was running for president in 2020. And, uh, you know, that was, that was an embarrassment to the Kardashians. That was another thing that they just, they were not going to abide by. I mean, that's another break with the cult, um, of, of what the Kardashian mafia wanted. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he breaks away from the Kardashian cult. Um, and you know, they start getting a separation. Um, they, Kanye moves out. Now, Kanye gets a house across the street from Kim. Now, if you're a dad like me, you're looking at it like this. He's trying to be close to his kids, okay? He's trying to be close to his kids. There is nothing wrong with a man who wants to be responsible and take care of his children. There is nothing wrong with a man wanting to know what's going on with his kids. I understand every woman out there, not every woman, but a lot of the, the fucking libtard women are going, Oh, Kanye needs to give her her space. She needs to be trusted. She has her own life. And the way she wants to raise the children is on her prerogative. No. Wrong. Eh, wrong. Um... Yeah, it needs to be, a, especially when you have a father that is active. Now, if a father is going to be inactive and run off, no, he does not have the right. This is not daddy's home. He does not have the right to come back. And, excuse me, come back into the picture years later and start dictating how things are going to be. Now, if you want to run off and not be part of their lives, that's what's going to happen, and that's on you, and you have no right to complain. But if you are being a part of your kid's life and you are, you know, trying to be a good dad. Yeah. You definitely have the right to put your two cents in on how your kids are raised and who is around your kids and what they're being exposed to. And Kanye was definitely, definitely in the camp of not exposing his kids to things like TikTok, Twitter, you know, having them be on social media. Well, Kim was all just like every fucking woman out there right now with the transgender thing. Not every woman, excuse me. There's a lot of women that are not down with that. But the, the Hollywood women, the, the, you know, the the it women want their kids to be exposed to all this fucking degradation and degeneracy and all these transgender things. 
Um, you know, it's, I think it's the saddest, most pathetic thing when I see a mother that's like, oh, my little boy wants to be a drag queen. Oh, isn't that so cute? Oh, it's so wonderful. He's transgender and he's seven. Oh, he wants to have a sex change. He's 10. Oh, yes. Why not? I want a virtue signal and I want to go online and look so good to people. Oh, get the fuck out of here, man. You know what? You should be brought up on charges of fucking child abuse for that shit. For letting any child under the age of 18 transition permanently is fucking child abuse. It's mutilation and it's child abuse. You want to be 18 and do whatever degenerate shit you want to do? Go fucking for it, okay? You want to fucking nosedive into a vat of coke, you know, a pile of coke on top of two naked men? Go for it, dude. I don't give a fuck. That's your thing. But when you're a child, you are not to be fucked with. And you are supposed to have your parents make decisions for you that put your future in mind and how things are going to be for you and try to put you in the best position to succeed. And letting a child transition is not the best way to succeed, okay? Because you don't know if that child's going to change his fucking mind in five years because that's what they do. I wanted to jump off a fucking fridge when I was eight years old because I had a Superman cape on, okay? Um, yeah, obviously I can't fly, and I know that now. Well, you never know. But, like, <laughs> I'm 41 now, and, yeah, I know I can't fly. Back then, didn't really know that. So it was up to my parents to come in and say, no, Jeff, just because you have a cape on, that does not mean you're Superman. So, yeah, that, that's where the parents are going to step in. Now, Kim is completely ignoring Kanye's request on that to keep his kids out of the Hollywood, out of that fucking social media nonsense, okay? She's just letting it happen, letting him get on TikTok, letting him get on social media. Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that wonderful? Well, it's not cute, and it's not fucking wonderful, okay? Um especially when you're a dad and you've got something against it. And this starts up a whole riff with Kim going, oh, he's stalking me. That's why he moved next door so he can keep ties on me. No, it's so he could keep ties on his kids and see what the hell is going on and be able to be close to his kids and ha let his kids have some, some form of normality to their lives. Because when daddy lives in Atlanta and mommy lives in Seattle, that doesn't work, guys. It doesn't work. It the statistics alone on it show that kids turn out fucked up from that, okay? Divorce is not a good thing. It does not help the kids out anyway. Oh, they don't see us fighting. Well, you know, at least they see you there, okay? Because usually when parents break up, they fight amongst each other, okay? And it becomes a tug of war and the kid's a fucking rope and it just damages a child. Um, so, yeah, I, I now... With that, now Kim starts filing a divorce. Now, Kanye's trying to fight for his family. He's trying to keep his family together. And I understand that. I I know the feeling, okay? Um, and it is, it's desperation. You're going to do all kinds of things. Now, the, the, the Me Too left-wing women are sitting there going, Oh, just leave her alone. Just leave her alone. Quit fighting. No, just leave her alone. It's time to move on, Kanye. It's time to move on. Well, it's no one's business to tell him when or what and or how to move on. Is he assaulting Kim? No. Now, Kim starts dating Pete Davidson. Okay, which, funny guy. I got nothing against him. Um, <clears throat> and she's, I don't know necessarily if she really, who knows? Who knows? I think Kim 
dates men on a strategy basis. I don't think it's that she likes him or dislikes him. I think it's just all about strategy to her. Um, you know, it's the next guy up. And Pete Davidson is a Hollywood dude. Uh, you know, he's Mr. It guy right now. And he's funny as fuck. And he's a Saturday Night Live guy. They meet on the cast of Saturday Night Live. And there's sparks and all that shit. Well, Pete gets involved with, with Kim. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, Kanye knows about him. That he's part of that Hollywood shit. And Kanye's really not down with all that Hollywood shit. And uh, kind of lets Kim know, like, hey, I'm kind of uncomfortable with, you know, the... the this guy being in the mix, you know, having anything to say about the kids. And, you know, of course, Pete Davidson goes online and starts talking shit about Kanye. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like Kanye didn't say anything to him. But Pete Davidson goes on there to try to be funny and cute. And, that, you know, that and as a dad, that's going to fucking enrage you. And he had no fucking business getting up into their shit. You know, let them ha handle their own business. That's another reason divorce is a bad idea is the guys and girls that come in afterwards, you know, usually fuck shit up for the kids. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, Kanye, they eventually get a divorce, and, you know, they're telling Kanye he needs to move on, which he has. He's gotten remarried. You know, girls got some big old yums, by the way. Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't help it. Everything she wears is, like, literally cut right below the titties. Like, it, it's like, look at me. You know, I, I'm sorry, and that that makes me a fucking sexist asshole, so be it. Uh, good for Kanye. Good for Kanye. So, <clears throat> he's moved on. Um, and yeah, so that, that, that thing, like I, I said that because, like, I just, I, I feel very deeply for fathers, especially fathers that are trying to be a presence in their kid's life. And the, the, the media and, and women's lib movement and the women's power movement pretty much say that you don't need a man. That's the biggest crock of shit ever. Yes, you do need a man in a kid's life. Again, the studies and the science and the statistics show that a child that comes from a relationship where both parents are in the house is far likelier to succeed than a child that comes from a home where there is not two parents in the house. It actually shows that if the two parents are actually his birth parents or the parents that have been around since he was a baby, yes, things will be better for the kid. If it's just a, 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 a you know, a carousel of this guy and that guy, it's going to get fucked up. He doesn't know, especially a, a, a male child, they need a father figure around. And I think that's why he has so much degeneracy out there right now is because, you know, there's just not a lot of dads around anymore. You know, daddom is dead. Um the the father knows best you know uh leave to beaver shit that that's dying out and it's being killed i mean every dad on tv now is a fucking boob he's a fucking idiot you know homer simpson peter griffin like that those are the kind of parents that we know about now those are the dads that we look to now and they're a bunch of fucking idiots um so yeah i i i i think that's one of the reasons that culture is under assault is because we're completely trying to destroy um, fatherhood and what is the advantages of fatherhood and, and good dads at that. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, I, I just can't understand why we're headed this way. Um, so Kanye, I believe, was in the right on a lot of things and there's nothing wrong. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with living across the street from your ex-wife if you're doing it for noble and good reasons, okay? Um if you're doing it to be a presence in your kid's life, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So kudos to Kanye.
kudos for Kanye to being a good dad. Yeah. So, anyways. So, uh, let's see here. What's next? Hmm. Actually, I'm going to go away from... I was going to talk about some... So, this is something I want to cover now because it's very important. Very, very important to the world economy and just the world leadership and the world in general. The BRICS conference. Now, BRICS is for the Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, South Africa alliance. Okay, and this was an alliance that was created, I believe, about 10 years ago to... Well, ultimately, start the process of getting off the dollar, okay, off the, so the world right now uses the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. This is the currency that countries trade with as a common cur currency for like, you know, oil or goods or trades. Um, they use the dollar, okay, and... This is just the way the world economy has been kind of built on. And this, you know, the, the World Bank uses the dollar. Um, it used to use a, a gold currency reserve. Now it's been just on a dollar since the 60s, okay, since Richard Nixon was president. Um, and everyone's, you know, has the world economy worked? Yeah, it's worked out for a lot of people, actually. It's brought a lot of third world countries into the first world fray. But a lot of countries hate us. <laughs> That's just a fact, um, whether we deserve it or not. And places like China, Russia, they have been looking for a way to get off the, the U.S. currency because if there is such things as sanctions and if there is such things as trade embargoes and if there is such things as, uh, you know, trade restriction, then, yeah, then, then we are able to use the U.S. dollar against countries and they just don't want to live that way anymore they want to live where they're doing their own trading with their own currency um and they're kind of trying to get away from the u.s uh, i think what the idea is like hey if 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 the west is gonna be and I, i'm just going from what they said um if the west is gonna be totalitarian in nature if the west is going to you know try to and, and for a lot of countries, they believe that the World War II alliance is over or the post-World War II alliance is over, that, you know, th those days are long gone and it's time for the world to shift again and, uh, you know, not have America as being the dominant player, you know, not have America be the world police, not have the Americans be the head of the table anymore, that maybe, you know, China, it's time for it to be have its crack at, at being the world. Which, you know, if you want China to be the world chief, guys, uh, yeah. China is not going to be America. Um, they're not going to give you a damn thing without something in return. China doesn't work that way. Um, China is totalitarian, okay? And a lot of countries are being wooed by this because they're being told, well, hey, uh, you know, this way, if you do anything, if you do this or if you partner with this country or if you do that, uh, you don't have to answer to anybody anymore. You can do what you want to do. Um, something that has... And the, the thing that are in common with all these BRICS countries um, <clears throat> is these are countries that have either shaky situations with people with countries on their border. OK, where war is seemingly around the corner all the time or they have a population inside their country that are being oppressed. OK, oh, they're or their uh, their countries are totalitarian. Um so they just want to be able to do what they want to do. And, you know, and I tell you what, 
So this thing was started about 10 years ago. It was just an alliance to, to pretty much um, bring these countries together to kind of help their trading partnerships a little bit more and back away from the more traditional partnerships with the West um, to completely, you know, completely bring themselves away from the traditional G7 order to make their own order of, you know, former third world countries, of emerging markets, of countries that used to be um, members of the, well, pretty much countries that used to be in the throes of colonialism, that used to be, you know, dominated by other countries, or kind of just, they just, I guess they just want to, you know, um, break out on their own. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's uh, the thing about BRICS is though is that this like if if they it was just kind of a kind of a, a thing out there in the ether about ten years ago there was an idea to drop the U.S. dollar and have these other countries start trading in their own currencies or to 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 create a separate currency to rival the dollar. Um, and that was kind of the theory over the last years that they were talking about creating their own cryptocurrency to be traded against the dollar. But that's kind of fell up that the, 10 years ago, that fell apart. It was, it was, they were getting close to, to cutting the, cutting the strings to the West and, you know, came down to the, to the 11th hour and they said, well, I guess we're not going to be able to do it because we don't have enough, uh, you know, there's not enough money in the kitty and there's not enough there's not enough people in the alliance to make it work. Um, and, and also that China, Russia, all these places were still very reliant on U.S. goods and services. And also they were reliant still on the U.S. economy to buy their goods and services. Well, here's what's happened in the, in the meantime. So Russia in 2014 invades the Crimea. This is when the sanctions start, okay? And inflation hits uh, Russia, kind of fucking up its currency and its economy. Um, and, you know, we, we thought with hitting him with these, these, hitting him with these sanctions that somehow he was going to bring down Putin as the dictator, that it was going to bring down Putin as a president and Russia was going to become more democratic. So it didn't though. Okay. It actually just encircled them into their own into their own corner and kind of started driving them towards the arms of China. Um, and then the next shoe to fall was Iran. You know, Iran started trying to ramp up its nuclear technology. So it had sanctions against it. So now you have a second country that America's kind of fucking with. Um, and then, you know, so you had these two countries kind of, kind of being driven into the arms of the Chinese. You have Venezuela, um, South Africa, you know, they obviously the white government, the apartheid government fell, which is great. But, you know, I will say this. A lot of members of the parliament in, or the, the, the government in South America, South Africa is very anti-white. You know, they want to uh, to have reparations paid. And by that, they want to actually be able just to go to the South African white farmers and kick them off their land because, in their minds, doesn't belong to them anyways. It was taken by, you know, colonialism. So, 
you have that. India has issues with Pakistan, which we're kind of, you know, we used to just be in the India camp. Now we're, we're in the Pakistan camp too. And I guess that pisses them off. So, um, so anyways, yeah, you have all these, these markets that want to kind of break away from America. There's certain countries that we've been kind of, you know, fucking with over the years, like, you know, and, and they're just kind of tired of it. They just don't, because I'll tell you what, when Trump was president, Trump was a nationalist. And this is the danger of nationalism is that, and, and this happened to Hitler too. So let's, let's not kid ourselves here. When you're a nationalist and you say the hell with treaties, the hell with the world uh, government, the hell with the world alliances, um, it breaks you away from the world. And the world says, well, if you don't want us, then we sure shit don't want you. And, you know, what's the what's the point then? And this is how these countries look at it. It's like, what's the point of of dealing with America? Because we don't know where the fuck they're going. Especially the last, like, eight years, man. We are about as stable as a fucking nut house, okay? We have one guy, you know, come into the presidency that wants to destroy the old world order, wants to destroy world government. Um, and, you know, wants America's... America's agenda to be followed, um, and if the world doesn't want to go along with it, well, fuck the world, fuck the alliances, fuck NATO, fuck the UN, um, and some of you guys are like, yeah, yeah, well, when you do that, though, there's this thing called trade, um, and the people that are all for that don't understand that the, the world doesn't have to use the US dollar, they don't have to use that, they don't have to trade with us if they don't want to. And what has been seen now by other countries in this world is that no matter what sanctions you put on a country, like, um, you know, South Africa had trade sanctions in the 80s. Well, they survived. Russia's had trade, trade sanctions for almost 10 years now. They've survived. Um, you have Iran. They've had sanctions for almost 10 years now. They've survived. Because they have... The thing is, they can they can throw their weight around because they have oil. They have natural resources, okay? When you have that, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what, you know, oh, you can't, you, you can't have the oil bought for dollars. Well, then we just won't use your wacky bucks anymore. We'll do something else, and that will allow all these other countries that you've cut off or that you like to, you know, as much as we let China fuck us in the ass, we do turn around and fuck others in the ass. So... You know, all these countries right now are just kind of saying... Like, now, I'm not... Guys, look. I'm not for the de-dollarization. I think it's going to be a fucking ca catastrophic for America, okay? Um, because we're going to be sitting with this fucking pile of worthless paper um, that is not backed on any currency, okay? And it's, it's not based in petrodollars. And we're going to be sitting here with the stacks of cash going, uh-oh... Uh, they just gave us all of our money back and we're kind of fucked now. We have a, we're going to have, you think it's bad now? Just wait till inflation hits when they drop the dollar. When you have all, it's, it's kind of like when, look, it's going to be like the, the housing market. When we fucking, when all those houses went bye-bye and people moved out and there was too many houses. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem right there, guys. Like we're going to have that unless the, and I've said this for years. Unless the government actually wants to be smart and have like a situation where everybody goes out, they just take all this money and fucking all this printed money and just burn the shit. If they burn $5 trillion tomorrow, if they just took $5 trillion and said, hey, America, we're going to just 
go whatever. We're going to add this to the tax bill. We're going to take fucking $100 from everybody and we're just going to burn it. Um, yeah, I think they would actually help our economy more than anything else because it would actually help the, the uh, value of the dollar go up because there would be less dollars out there. Um, but now there's going to be too many dollars out there. So you're thinking inflation's bad now. Wait till inflation hits crazy ass numbers. And I'm not trying to scare you guys. I'm just trying to let you understand like that's how the economy works. Um, you have, when there's too much of something, the value of it goes down. Okay. Um, when there's not enough of it, the value goes up. That's why, you know, labor prices are out of whack right now because there's a huge demand for labor and people don't want to fucking work. It's a period. People don't want to work anymore. They're tired of working. Everybody's just tired. Look at everybody around you right now, especially after the heat strokes, the whole goddamn world's been dealing with. No one's in a good mood. <laughs> no one's in a good mood. No one's walking around going, hey, things are going to be all right. For no, they're not. And, 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 you know, it's irresponsible for me and anyone else to run around and say that things are going to get worse and we're all going to go, we're all going to die and everything's going to hell and here comes war and famine and pestilence. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's pretty irresponsible for me to do that as well. So I'm going to try to back away from that stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's getting pretty fucked up out here, guys. You know, it's it, like I said, well, BRICS. So the BRICS conference this last Friday, you know, they already had, there was 27 countries, most of them third world or emerging markets. You had Cuba, Venezuela, the, you know, Bolivia, the, the usual suspects, the suspects that don't like us, the usual people that can't stand America and have said nothing but anti-American things for a long time. It's been going on for 20 years. Um, you know, Russia, he, another thing that happened in the, in the meantime, in between like the old BRICS conference and the new one is that we tried to sanction the shit out of Russia. We thought by pretty much saying, ha ha, well, no one in the West is going to buy Russian goods. Well, Russia said, fine, fuck you. We'll sell to China. China's got people that want to buy. See, the thing is that no one talks about China. China has absolutely no natural resources. Okay. So China's trying to create its own its own trade alliance, which that's what BRICS really is. It's its own trade alliance where it's going to have access to oil and raw materials that it needs for the future. Okay. And China wants to be the new America. They want to be the new importers because they have the money to do it. Okay. But here's the problem. The population of China is dropping like fucking flies. Okay. Um, and there is no women to help repopulate, dude. There's like five guys for every girl. Um, that is not sustainable. Um, they're running out of natural resource. They're running out of everything and they're panicking right now. So they're trying to get this alliance and going so that they can, you know, get raw materials from, uh, places like Russia, you know, cause again, we told Russia, Hey, no one's going to buy your oil. And they said, fine, we'll just sell it to China. And since China's part of BRICS, China said, well, you could also sell to South Korea. I'm sorry, to South Africa, to, uh, to, to Brazil, all these emerging markets. Again, you know, these are markets that were bound up by colonialism for 200 years and now they're free and they don't like anyone telling them what to do anymore because of the past. And, you know, these countries have a, have a muscle memory of all these colonies that came in and dominated them. All these white people that came in and told them what to do. And these, these European countries that came in and told them what to do for 200 years. So they're just looking to stick it to us and the rest of the West. And Putin 
has been driven into the east. He's no longer a western democratic president. He is an eastern autocrat, okay? Um, you know, he's modeled himself after the Mongolian golden horde czars, not the European Alexander the Great, uh, you know, looking to the West, Western way of life czars, not the uh, uh, queen, uh, what's her face? Uh, the only queen in Russian history. Um, God damn it, what's her name? Jesus Christ. Catherine the Great. Uh, mm -mm. He wants to be more like the Eastern, you know, autocrats of before and after. He wants to be more aligned with the third world. Uh, you know, because Putin is obsessed with how the USSR did things. He wants nothing more than how they, the way, maybe not be communist, even though a lot of their, you know, economy right now is state capitalism. But he wants to kind of reestablish the old USSR trading network. Um, and this is the old USSR trading network that they're actually putting up. Um, so, yeah, BRICS, uh, the problem, the thing is BRICS invited along with its new round, on Friday invited Saudi Arabia. Okay, now Saudi Arabia has, as we know, one of the largest uh, oil reserves in the world. Um, they also invited the UAE into it. Um, now they already had Iran, which is weird because Saudi Arabia and Iran are in a global, you know, almost religious war. Sunni versus Shia. Now, I don't know if they're going to bond together because they're Muslims and they just say, well, fuck the West, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, plus, this is another country that we've been talking shit to for a couple of years. You know, the whole thing with that uh, journalist and I can never, the guy used to work for Saudi Arabia. I can never fucking remember his name. Um, the guy that was, that was murdered here in America. I think it was, yeah, he's murdered here in America. I can't, oh God, what the fuck? I can't think of his fuck. I can never remember fucking people's names while I'm doing this damn podcast. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, guys. Um, not Rusty, Jesus. Uh, I don't know. It's that guy that fucking, he, he, he was a, he was a journalist. He used to work for the Saudi American government, the Saudi Arabian government. I don't know. He was a big, you know, U.S. Saudi Arabia alliance guy. Um, anyways, uh, God, I can't, I can't want to say Salman Rushdie, but I know that's not him. So <laughs> I can't remember his fucking name, man. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll remember it. Uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Jamal Khashoggi. There we go. Ding, 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 ding. Khashoggi. Yeah, so he was... And we've been kind of fucking with Saudi Arabia for a couple of years, kind of saying, well, you know, you got these... You've been raising these radicals, be anti-Western. Their schools, you know, teach uh, teach them to hate the West and to blame, you know, because they, they, their, their religion is, uh, is uh, Wahhabist. Uh, Islam, which is a very, very orthodox, very radical sect of Islam. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we've been telling them for years, like, you have to do this. You have to have this human right. You have to allow women to have more rights. And, and just like everyone else, they're like, hey, quit telling us what to do. Quit telling, you know, if you're, and, and this is, the, again, this is the problem. When you have a president like Trump, and I'm I, I'm not anti-Trump, guys. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about, you know, why I'm not. But like, I'm not anti-Trump. I just, there's, there's consequences to things saying, Hey, um, you know, America's going to do what America wants to do and no one can tell us what to do. And we're not taking directives from anybody. 
Um, and yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're going to dictate the terms to our country and we're going to, you know, draw back the borders towards us more and, you know, kind of, kind of kick the world out and quit being such a world partner. And when you do that, when you do that, then people say, well, if you can have these rules where no one can tell you what to do and this and that, then why should we listen to you? Why can't we have the same rules? Like, we got to understand, when we have a president there that's a nationalist and you want to get out of the world order, well, the world order is going to change now, isn't it? The world order is not going to hear that and go, oh, okay, well, America's just gone crazy or America's this, America's that. Well, we'll, we'll keep you around, America. Don't worry. We'll, we'll keep, you know, letting you dictate how things are going to be. Um, no, they're just like, well, fuck you. So the problem with Saudi Arabia is they have all this damn oil. And, you know, that would play into China's hands real well. Now, the thing about Saudi Arabia is, though, they have said, we'll join your alliance, but we're not going to be your damn cash cow. We're not your ATM. You can't just switch us from dollars to, to a different currency and say, well, you just keep pumping that oil in and, and you know, make sure you give us favorable terms. Because that's what they want. They want the price of oil to drop, but not for us, but for them, right? Uh, BRICS wants to uh, determine what the price of oil is going to be for each country instead of just making it a worldwide thing. They just want to say, well, China's going to get this for this and this and this and this. So um, they're just trying to take away our the exports that, that come into us, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, our imports that come into us. They're just they're trying to take those away as much as they can. Um, and, you know, that's detrimental to us, obviously. We need oil. I'm sorry, fucking leftist environmentalists. We need oil. We cannot survive without oil. I know you I know you love your Teslas and you love running around screaming about how, you know, it's just all these other technologies that could we can live on them really easily. No, you can't because you can't start up a fucking generator without gasoline. Okay, you fucking moron. You know that, right? You guys know that, right? Generators run on gasoline. All these generators for solar power and this power and that it all runs on some kind of fossil fuel you either got oil or coal pick one okay oh and, and sometimes natural gas right but now natural gas isn't okay that used to be okay that was the 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 uh the, the golden calf of the of the left wing there for a while it was oh just use natural natural gas on oh, natural gas now it's like no that's a fossil fuel too if it comes from the ground it's wrong if it comes from the ground, it's bad. We can't have bad. We must have good. Well, here you go, folks. There you go. So. So they're, they're, the thing that really bugged me. So anyways, let's let's finish out this thought. But like, you know, Saudi Arabia saying, hey, we're not going to be your cash cow. There's a couple other there's been a couple other countries in this alliance saying, hey, you know, uh, we're not converting currencies. Like, we'll be part of a trade alliance, but we're not going to convert currencies. We're not we're not cutting USA out. We just want to be able to dictate terms a little bit better. Um, we just want to be outside of some of this, you know, sanction shit. Because um, the rest of the world, like, with what happened with Ukraine and Russia, the rest of the world, because of what we were being told, the world was being told by Donald Trump, hey, it doesn't matter what countries do, if... If we want to, you know, dictate our, how our borders work, that's up to us and this and that. And America wants to go its own way. Well, you know, they kind of took that as, hey, you can't sit there and say we want to dictate our own way. And then Russia goes over and, and invades Ukraine. And then, like, we we're doing our half-footed thing where we kind of, like, halfway help them. And, you know, they also see that 
no matter what, Putin doesn't seem to be able to be kicked out of power. And again, Russia has all these natural resources. So all these countries that need India, China, need natural resources, they can supply that. Um, you have the technology from China. You have all this money from the oligarchs in Russia. So yeah, the, less, the rest of the country is saying, hey, you know, we can, we can start a world alliance on this. Plus, look, at, look, really, it's about us. The rest of the world sees America and sees, Jesus Christ, you know, they can't control their inflation. They can't control their interest rates. They can't control any of this shit. They don't know if they're coming or going. You know, one minute we're fucking giving out money for zero interest rates. The next minute we're fucking raising them sky high. Because we have this president that does not understand economics and thinks that, oh, all we got to do is the way to control inflation is to cool the economy down. Well, if that's the case, God damn it. The fucking Weimar Republic should have had the greatest economy known to man. Zimbabwe should have had the greatest economy known to man, okay? That's so fucking stupid. Every time I hear that, I'm like, what are you talking about? Quit printing money. Quit printing money. That's where the inflation comes from. If you print money from the government to give to the people for fucking hand-me-downs and fucking handouts... That's where inflation comes from, guys. It's not from the economy doing good because we've had great economies with fucking low inflation all the time. Happens all the fucking time. It's not because we have this fucking roaring ass economy. You know, I, 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 I fucking, it baffles me how people don't understand this. I was saying this in 2020. When COVID hit and President Trump started printing money, I said, oh, yeah, that's, that's going to fuck us. You know, like, like I knew when they started sending out these $1,000 checks, as much as and as awesome as it is, getting a $1,000 check in the mail, uh, it fucks you up royally in the long run, okay? Um, it did it in 2008 when President Bush was giving everybody their second tax return. Um, it, it, you know, that's, that, that happens. It always does. And then, and then, you know, you do that, you have inflation and then you have the sanctions against you, uh, against, uh, Russia with the Ukrainian war. So that, that cuts off oil supplies, which raises gas prices, which again, that's another, that, that's another thing. You want to fucking end inflation? Start drilling motherfucker. You know, that's whether we like it or not, lefties, that is what the world order is. It's based on fossil fuels. Okay. I know you don't like that. I know you want to think it's all sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and that everyone's going to just join hand in hand. And I think, you know, you leftist fucking world utopic fuckers out here see that it's not that way. We're never going to have a worldwide utopia. We're never going to have a worldwide partnership. You got close. You did, but it's not going to happen. Okay, um, we're never going to walk hand in hand with China and Russia and India and uh, all these other countries that fucking hate us because they hate us and they're always going to hate us. Okay, um, so I, I just don't understand where the left wing gets off with this whole like, oh, you know, I heard him on Friday. Bricks doesn't matter. You know what? Oh, God, and I remember hearing a commentator say this and I was just like, what? Yeah, they went. Oh, you know what? This is a this is a smart move for Biden because it just shows that he is not going to be tied down by fossil fuels. This shows that we're going to move away from fossil fuels. Shut the fuck up! Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. Look, man, I know your leftist college ass 
only knows anything about the economy because you get in your Tesla, unplug it from your garage, get in your Tesla and drive your happy ass to your university or your radio station and drive home. That's about as much as you participate in the economy and you go to your little left wing fucking uh, rich guy bought coffee shop because I don't, I don't go to Starbucks. I will not participate in a large business. No, I'm, I'm all at the small business. No, fuck you. Shut up. You know, I'm, I'm sick of this shit, man. Like you guys don't understand that the world runs on fossil fuels. You're not going to change that. Oil for all these emerging markets is the only fucking thing that is available to them. They can't get Teslas. Their people can't afford electric cars. Their people can't afford solar panels. We can't. I can't fucking afford solar panels. I can't afford a fucking Tesla. I have a job that I drive all fucking day long. Okay, so you tell me, how is that going to fucking change? Because I still don't see electric pumps everywhere. I see them here and there. Don't see them everywhere. I usually see it. You know where I see electric pumps at? Where rich people are. That's where I see electric pumps at. Casinos and fucking high-end fucking places where I see Democrats. Okay? Every time I think about rich people, I immediately think of fucking rich liberals that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know, they know, they always say, oh, you know, the right wing are guys that only know a few subjects and they know a lot about them. But I know a little bit about everything. No, what you know is a little bit about nothing. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let me take that. A whole lot of nothing and a little bit about dumb shit. The carbon is killing the world. That threat. Global warming. Global warming is destroying the planet. So if we get away from the... Uh, if we get away from fossil fuels, then we can save the planet Earth. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah, I am using a faggot's voice. Oh, no, I said faggot. Oh, God, kill me. So, uh, yes, okay, okay, God, yes. Okay, if we get away from fossil fuels, uh, we can save the planet. We can allow it to regenerate, and it'll be wonderful. And the planet will say thank you. The trees will come out and hug us, and the flowers will sing to us, and it will be so wonderful. I can't wait. No. God damn it. That's not how it works. You cut off oil. Then that means that you know how your products get to your store, dumbass? Do you have any fucking clue how that works? It's not by osmosis. And I know you watch a fucking commercial for Bank of America and you see all these fucking farm workers in some farmer's market, you know, bringing in these these crates of tomatoes. Well, when you go to your fucking, uh, wherever you go to, fucking grocery store, and you see all these tomatoes, because I know you want to make everybody believe that you only shop at Whole Foods, but you can't afford the tomatoes there right now. So you go to wherever fucking neighborhood grocery store you go to, and you're buying tomatoes for much cheaper. You know where those tomatoes come from? They don't, they don't, they don't get here by just being transported here telepathically through, you know, good vibes power. Uh, they come here on trucks that are moved by oil. You dumb fucks. You get things off from planes and tankers and fucking ships all controlled by oil. That's how it works. So if we get cut off from oil, guess what? Your prices are going to go way up. Most of you fuckers are rich anyway, so you don't give a shit anyways about that. That doesn't bother you. You can afford... People that are all for high taxes usually are ones that can afford it or have never paid high taxes in their life. So, yeah, usually people like to have no concept of business. If you want to if you want to understand how a left-winger thinks about 
the economy, the world economy, tax. Just read Atlas Shrugged. Hell, just read the first half of it. Watch the movie. If you want to see how a left-winger really believes that the world economy works or that how uh, natural resources work, just watch that shit, okay? Uh, we can bring it in on trains. What does a train run on? Anyways, um, electricity is generated from plants that use fossil fuels, okay? We're set up that way, guys. I don't like it. You don't like it. Who likes it? But it is what it is, you know? Do we like it when grandma farts every five minutes in the room with us? No, but it happens. The room is hard to breathe sometimes. Are we going to fucking kick grandma out of the house? No, we love grandma. Grandma helps us as a family. We exist because of her. We get need to give her her fucking just due. Okay? We can't just kick fossil fuels out of here because we can't survive without them right now. Are we ever going to get to a world where we don't have fossil fuels? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Are we going to get to a country that doesn't use fossil fuels? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But every time we have a technology, we do have solar, but solar has its limitations. Again, these things are powered by fossil fuels, guys. They're powered by fossil fuels. You can't start up a generator unless you have gasoline. You can't have gasoline without oil, okay? Um, you know, we tried the E85 ethanol thing, and that was actually more pollutant or had more pollution than anything else. You know, it's just there is no magic bullet. The only thing I will tell you this. Only thing that could literally save us and should be bipartisan by far, should be invested in. It's the only technology I have any faith in that is a hundred percent renewable, a hundred percent clean, and pretty much safe and effective. Has some things happen? Sure, that's nuclear power. Nuclear. Nuclear power is the only thing splitting the atom using 21st century technology. That is the only thing that we have that, that will possibly move us into a new energy economy. It is the only thing. If every city or every couple cities had a nuclear power plant, it would save us tons of money. Okay. Are they expensive to build? You got it. They're very expensive to build. Okay. Um, are they safe? They can be. If they're built properly, if they're built properly with modern standards and modern efficiency and modern everything, yes, they are very effective. Okay, very effective. Um, all you ever hear about this, though, in the left-wing press and in the fucking regular press and whatever press you want to talk about is how they're dirty and they're dangerous and, they're, and we make bombs out of the power. Well, we also make bombs out of TNT, which has fucking... Uh, uh, nitrogen in it, which is a fertilizer. Should we cancel fer? Oh, that's another thing you left me. A fertilizer. Stop the fertilizer. Stop it. We need organic materials. Okay. Okay. What happens when it doesn't rain or the soil's shitty or we have too much wind? I would know this because I grow plants. So what what happens when you don't have your organic compounds and materials or what happens when the weather is shit? Fertilizer is one of the greatest gifts God has ever given us, okay? It heats up the ground, gives it the nutrients it needs for these plants to fucking survive in shitty conditions or less water conditions or less heat conditions, okay? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. Pesticides, take it or leave it. 
Some would say take it, some say leave it. I don't know. It has its good and its bad. I mean, the good is it keeps fucking, you know, insects off your plants and allows them to grow. Um, again, like the, the left wing wants us to like turn back the clock 150 years ago to where it's like 1850 and that's how our farming techniques work and that's how our, our economies work. But like, you can't do it, man. It, it ain't going to go back. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we don't have the horse and buggy, even though I know you'd love that shit. Because it doesn't matter. A left winger doesn't care about any of that shit. They just know that I get in the plane and I can close my eyes and just imagine that this thing runs on good vibes, you know. But anyways, yeah, so that <laughs> I just I had to get on that shit because when I heard that that left winger say that it's a good thing that we're, you know, the, the, the oil economies are pretty much turning their backs on us. You're fucking out of your mind. Like, you're fucking out of your mind. Like, you don't, you, you say this shit, and you, you don't, I guess they don't think about, like, the, I, I, I think, you know, there's two different thinkers in this world, okay? You have what I call first-level thinkers that, you know, look at something and just take it for what it is, and the first thought that comes to their head about that thing, that's what they think about it. Like, you know, um, I'm hungry right now, so I'm going to think about it. They look at a pizza and they just look at the pizza and they go, mmm, pizza. But like a next level thinker, which I'm not trying to toot a horn or anything, but I, I would think that that's kind of me, is like you imagine like where did that pizza come from? How was that made? Who made it? This and that. You know, you look at something and you think a lot more behind it. You come up with a thought like, you know, uh, you hear something out there in the ether like, um, Fossil fuels are bad. Well, why are they bad? How do we use them? How long can we use them? Can we really separate ourselves? You know, you question things. And I, I think we found some presidents that have done that, like Barack Obama. Barack Obama was a second-level thinker. You know, he used to try to, you know, and some people hated him for this, but, they, but like, he would, you know, they'd say, okay, go and invade Syria because they crossed the line. And they would say, then what? You know, he would try to always think about what are the repercussions of my actions? If I do this, will this, 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 and this happen, Okay. That's why people say he always paid lip service to left-wing causes, but he never actually did anything. Well, because he knew that if he did this, then this would happen, then that would happen, then this would happen, okay? So, you know, I appreciate that kind of stuff because I do want a president that thinks shit through. They don't just pop off or go on Twitter at 3 o'clock in the morning or like Joe Biden, just or a fucking mummy, just walking around. I, I mean, I listened to this guy talk yesterday. Guy sounds like he had a fucking stroke, man. He's getting worse. How on earth can he run in 2024 is beyond me. How is anyone going to vote for this guy? I talk like this now. I sound like I had a stroke. I, I, I'm malfunctioning. Half of me is animatronic. So uh, come here, little girl. We're going to go in the Oval Office so we can talk things through a little bit better. Ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, um... Yeah, man. It, we're just, we're, all this going on with bricks and what does our president do? Doesn't say a fucking word about it. No one addresses it. No one cares. They're going to do this shit. We're going to be fucked. This sucks. Yada, yada. Um, so I have beefs with Trump, but you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit here for about 20 minutes about the last thing on the agenda, and that's degeneracy. Degeneracy. I look around me right now and I see a culture 
that is just falling off the face of a fucking cliff, man. And all people care about is sex. All people care about is their vaginas and their penises. All people care about is what's going on with their plumbing. Do I like sex? You bet. Love it. It's great. It's wonderful. I love women. Okay. Women. Women with soccer girl legs. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell you guys something. You know, maybe I'm opening up a little bit too much, but who knows? So I lived across the street from a school, a high school. When I was in high school, of course. Um, I was like 14. And I had a balcony, a second floor balcony apartment. And the school that I attended was literally across the street. And not just the school, it was the, the, the field, the soccer field that was right across from me. So I used to be able to sit on the patio and smoke cigarettes. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that they can, I can look at them, but if they looked at me, they would just see a fucking shape in, on the, in the patio, you know, of a guy smoking cigarettes. So I smoked cigarettes. And... I remember the girls' soccer team. <laughs> that was one of the first fucking things I saw out there in the soccer field was the girls' soccer team practicing. Um, and I don't know, man, their legs, something about a girl who played soccer's legs. They were like kind of like thicker, muscular, you know, they had nice-shaped butts. It just I don't know. Something about their legs just drove me crazy, you know. Um and from then on, I had a thing about soccer girls' legs. I had a thing about their legs. I just I, from that, from then on, I just liked girls that had like thicker legs. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was how how soccer girls' legs would be. I have no idea. I haven't really gotten into the subject, but that's just what I observed when I was fourteen years old. Now, was I sitting on the fucking patio jerking off? That is a story for another time. <laughs> no, I wasn't jerking off because I obviously didn't want to have the cops call on me. But I might be, you know, <laughs> becoming slightly aroused. <laughs> I was 14, man. I was a fucking savage. When you're like 14 years old, man, like you're just, you're horny. You can't stop yourself. You know, it's like, it, it, it just, I went back in the house in the privacy of my own house. I didn't, you know, rub on myself or anything like that. Now, did I see some girls playing soccer right in my view path? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yes, I sure did. Um, yeah, whatever. You know, so sue me. I'm a pervert. Whatever. Um, I'm 41 now. That was 20-something years ago. So, yeah, way out of statute of limitations if there was anything illegal involved in it, which it wasn't. Like I said, nothing happened while I was watching them. I just watched them, and it was imprinted in my mind that these girls had some nice legs. Okay? So, from then on, I always had a thing about girls with big butts and bigger legs. It just, it's in my head. Now, that being said, does that mean I go out every night and search for girls with bigger legs and big butts? No, I don't. Does that mean that my whole life is dictated by my urge to, to have sex? No, it is not. I have had many times, and you can ask any married man that has had a pregnant wife, you, I've had many, many months of horniness that never brought an end to it. Okay. Um, you know, uh, it... it not by any fault of anybody's. It's just like, you know, that's what happens when a woman's pregnant, you know? Um, I didn't know what to make of it. So yeah, I just, I try to be a good husband. I always have. 
Um, I've always tried to make sure my wife is happy and all that stuff. So, and I, I don't know, like sex is like, it, it is a thing for me, but it's not like, it's not the most important thing about a relationship to me. Like it, it doesn't matter if I'm having orgasms or not. So degeneracy, you know, I've talked about a little bit about the sex in the city thing with that <clears throat> gay woman. And it's just bugging me, man. Like this whole thing, the Nas X video. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, the premise is he's he got in trouble with the law and he's being sent to jail. And it's like, ha ha, judge, don't send me to a place as a gay man with a bunch of gay black men in the shower with their wangs dribbling about. Oh, no, don't send me there. Ha ha. That's where I want to be. Ha ha. Like, that's so fucking. St oh, my God. So disgusting. So, like, this video has fucking these guys dancing and they're gay. It's fucking gross, man. If I was those dancers, I don't even know how you fucking... I guess the money was good. I don't know, man. But this whole thing about, like, you know, what they've done with the... with the. That's why I guess I'm in favor of, like, Kanye's because he's a strong black man and he's trying to get away from this degenerate shit. And, you know, the whole strong black man thing has been destroyed in this country. They've literally gone after them with like a fucking, with a, with a, with a, with a vigor of trying to destroy them by having all these black men turn into transgenders. And, um, you can't watch anything anymore, any new series out anymore that doesn't have a fucking transgender black woman, you know? And, I'm just watching my country just slip. And the, the, the fact that they just cater to children, that they're trying to, the drag queen story hour. Um, I just think that transgenderism, that the sex stuff is just, it's a mental illness, you know? Um, and if we don't stop it now, it's only going to get worse. Like, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, what's the next step? You know, people converting to marrying their... And this used to be a joke 20 years ago. Hold on, I need to turn the car on. I'm fucking hot. hope that's not loud for you guys. Um, this used to be a joke 25 years ago. 20 years ago, it was like, well, if you let gay people marry, the next thing is, you know, cats and dogs. People are going to be marrying the cats and dogs. And I bet that is around the corner. You know, if you can legitimize fucking a man marrying a man, a woman marrying a woman, you know, what's the next step? And people are the, the pedophile shit, man. Like, I mean, this whole thing with the maps thing about the, um, what is it? The, uh, oh God, minor attracted person. No, that is not a fucking term. Um, so that's just getting worse and worse. And people are just so fucking obsessed with sex relationships they make that sound like that's the most important thing in a relationship is the orgasm and if you're not getting an orgasm then you better move on out that must mean either a you're gay <clears throat> so you have all these women leaving men because hey you know um it's a fact a lot of women are clitorally stimulated okay and the motion of a man and that that says something about maybe masturbation shouldn't be you know so fucking propped up uh, pornography probably shouldn't be so fucking propped up because pornography can ruin people. Seen it. Seen it for myself. Um, pornography, it ruins the mind. It makes, uh, people act out of, out of norm. Um, it has turned sex into a violent act now. Like choking is a mainstream thing, which is just fucking disturbing. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, it, it, it's, 
it just shows that all relationships are power and sex based and it's not about love anymore. Um, it's just, it's terrible, man. Like pornography has just come out of fucking left field and is just dominating everything. Um, porn happens. People are always going to look at peep books. It's just, a, it's something that's embedded in our genetic code, but the whole embracing of pornography as if it's like a good thing is disgusting. I mean, if you, if you let, you know, that's why parents do need to really, you do need to keep tabs on what your kids are looking at online. Um, it's dangerous. It's sick. Uh, make sure that they're, you know, not watching things they shouldn't be watching. Um, a child being introduced to pornography at 17, 16 years old is going to ruin his brain. That's why you have all these incels, you know, they're just sitting around all day watching pornography and they're getting in some weird shit. Um, a lot of serial killers have said that, you know, pornography is something that was, you know, bro brought them on their way to killing women. Um, cause they're sexually, you know, they're driven sexually by this urge to kill, <laughs> excuse me, or rape. Um, and I'm telling you right now, you can think I'm crazy, but the next target for degeneracy is pedophilia that is coming down the pipe. That, that was down the pipe in the seventies. I mean, you, that, that one thing with Brooke Shields in it when she was like a, a young girl is fucking disturbing on every level and how that was even, even able to be released as a movie is fucking beyond me. There should have been widespread fucking protest about that. That is fucking absolute. And she was in playboy. This, Oh, it's art. The fuck it is. The fuck it is, man. The only thing I could think is that a pedophile is a fucking faggot. Because, like, if you want to look at a girl with no chest, no butt, the only thing you're looking at is a vagina, that's fucking disgusting, dude. Like, that, that that's so weird to me. Um, yeah, like, she's not, a, she's not a woman. She's a child. Fuck, I hate that. Like, it just, it gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies, man. Just thinking about that shit. I fucking hate it. Um... Like, I think pedophiles should be fucking gassed to death. I'm sorry. I, like, I, I, it's, it's that bad. Like, I, I just, like, we cannot allow parents. You have to stay vigilant, man. You have to keep up on who's in your neighborhood. You have to keep up on what, what are your, and I believe degeneracy, this is where it's going, is that we're trying to sexualize children so that, and, and, and you know, Milo Yiannopoulos has talked about this, about how a lot of homosexual men, Unfortunately, we're molested as children. You know, that's how they're introduced to sex is by an older man, a pedophile. And um, it's everywhere. And it's it's a cycle that doesn't stop because if you have a pedophile and he rapes a, 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 another child, they're going to do the same thing to another child. It, it, it embeds, you know, sexual shame and all these other things inside their brain. And it just keeps on going on and on and on. What is this something that these old... These old fucking queens love. They love the young men, the 18, 19-year-old man that acts like a kid. You know, they're they're highly attracted to that. Why is that? Well, closer to the kid. And then when they don't look like a kid anymore, they usually break up with them. That's why homosexual relationships, a lot of them don't last. Because um, it is all about sex. It is all about perversion. So I'm telling you right now, guys, it, it, they're, they're trying to sexualize children with the transgender stuff, with the 
talking about sex in, in, in schools. It's another thing if you're in school board, please keep keep up the good fight. Do not let them introduce these terrible sexually charged things into middle school and, and kindergartens or not kindergarten middle schools and, and elementary schools. No way, no how. Uh, if you got to burn that shit, burn it, burn that fucking book. If your kid brings that book home, put it in the fucking shredder. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, some things do need to be burned, unfortunately. Um, cause it's smut. That's all it is. It's fucking word pornography. Uh, so yeah, it's just, uh, be vigilant, you know, stay up on what your kids are reading. Um, cause if they, if they sexualize a child at 10, 11 years old, well, they're going to be sexually curious. And nine times out of 10, when you become vulnerable as a child, and you're introduced to someone who's a fucking a predator, they're going to take advantage of that situation because they're going to give them all the love and all that shit, which every kid goes through. Lack of love, lack of understanding, lack of attention. You're going to give them all that shit that they crave. And bam, there you go. Now you got yourself another person that's been affected by a pedophile and they're going to probably become a pedophile themselves. Um... So yeah, it, it, it's it's devastating the, the the degeneracy that's going on in this country and the teardown of the church is really the catalyst. People run around going, you know, this nation's not a Christian nation. Maybe I don't know, but it's definitely not a fucking pedophile nation. So you know, it's it's uh it's up to us to stop this shit. And we got to be vigilant and we got to make sure that the perversion and, and let's not get hung up on some dumb shit like fucking Civil War history. <laughs> let's just stick to the uh, killing the pedophiles off, you know, and all their their fucking guises. Um, but I'm running out of steam here, guys. A uh, baby was up early and I'm fucking running out of steam. So I'm going to bring this to a close. <sighs> My voice is getting hoarse, too. I actually went on for a long one on this one. So, uh, anyways, thanks for listening. It's been Dane Bramage. It's Jeff. Um, I'm going to keep on going, guys. I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'll just keep on putting out one of these every week, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, yes, Tuan's been missing, but he'll be back. He'll be back when he's ready to come back. So, um, love you guys. God bless all of you. You know, and again, uh, if you're listening to this, please make sure you share this with whomever, whatever, like, whatever fucking uh, you need to like. Make sure you go to the Dane Bramage podcast Facebook page. Um, you know, it's uh, it's much appreciated. Um, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because this is my dream and I just want to keep on doing this. And uh, this show is definitely going to evolve here pretty soon into something bigger, better. Um just right now it's kind of in its, uh, you know, beginning stages. So, um, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening and I love all y'all and God bless you.